We got comic books and comics news, comics insights and reviews, comics girls and comics dudes, sipping on some freshly brewed. Cause it's comics and coffee, coffee. starting your day out the nerdy way. Comics and coffee, comics and coffee, starting your day out the nerdy way. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Comics and Coffee, starting your day out the nerdy way. I am Bobby Shortle, and I'm here with Nikki Alfaro. Happy Friday, guys. Happy Friday, indeed. Um, so this has been, I, Nikki, I would say this has been our roughest week to come up with something to really talk about for, like, a topic for the week. Um, yeah, but still, there's news going on, so it's not like we're just, like, scrounging. <laughs> that's no that's true there is stuff to talk about um and uh i guess well last night and sort of this morning because i think it became more mirror sites started popping up again uh, dc and warner brothers they had the batman versus superman dawn of justice trailer teaser leak uh last night i think it was from argentina or something i think is where it was from um it was something like that uh and it got pulled last night but then this morning I saw it pop up in a bunch of places, and uh, I did, in fact, watch it. So we might talk about that in a, in a little bit, but we have much stuff to talk about as well. Um, last week, obviously, we reviewed the first episode of Daredevil, and um, on Talking Comics, we um, we kind of did a big discussion about the whole series because uh, Steve, Stephanie, and myself had all finished it. But, Nikki, uh, how far did you get in Daredevil? I finished it Monday night, and... Uh... <laughs> I, I was on the last episode. I had 20 minutes left, and a family member called me and kept me on the line for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I had to be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I have work tomorrow. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I, look, Hell's Kitchen is in danger. I, really, <laughs> I need to get back. I loved it. Um, and it made me all the more excited for what's to come on the Netflix side of Marvel stuff. So, yay. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, right around the, t I think, I think it was around Monday or Tuesday or something like that. Uh, pictures popped up, uh, set photos, J Jessica Jones popped up. We saw David Bennett in his purple, uh, purple suit. And we saw uh, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. So uh, that's obviously full in development at this point. So we don't have a release date for that yet, but, if you kind of judge by, I would say the amount of time that we we it took for us to see real Daredevil photos to when we got Daredevil, I'm guessing near the end of the year is when we're probably gonna end up seeing Jessica Jones. Probably in the fall, uh, I would say um, would be I think a pretty good bet for when we get to see that show, uh, which is exciting because I want to see how they're different from each other. You know, yeah. uh, you know Jessica isn't really. Um, I mean, she's definitely a fighter, but she's not as much of a, uh, you know, punch-first kind of character. So, um, I mean, at least in some instances of her, other instances, it's different. But if they're going for more of, like, the the Brian Michael Bendis alias stuff, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what, what they go with on that. Um, but yeah, yeah, Daredevil was great. And, uh, you know, obviously, if you want to hear more about that, we did a whole spoiler spoilery discussion uh, earlier in the week. Um, we won't do that here. Uh, I just say I did say I forgot to mention the guy who played Ben Yurick on the 
on the actual podcast. <laughs> uh, we talked somehow we talked for over an hour about Daredevil and didn't mention Ben Yurick once. Um, I thought he was awesome, and I thought that the the actor who portrayed him did a great job. Um, so I just wanted to say that publicly so that it was out. There. <laughs> um, I uh, agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> Uh, the other thing we didn't talk about, which I can't believe I, I forgot, I didn't remember that it came out before the show until you brought it up in our email <laughs> last night, Nikki, which was that uh, the new Ant-Man trailer came out. Um, and uh, it was our, our second look at the at the film and had, uh, you know, obviously featured, I think, a little bit more idea of what the plot is and what the situations are and revealed uh, some more of the humor of the movie as well. Uh, Nikki, what did you think of the Ant-Man trailer? If you asked me five years ago if I'd be more excited to see Ant-Man over Batman versus Superman, <laughs> I would have thought you were crazy. But that is the case at the moment because um, I, I watched it again this morning and the combat looks incredible. I like speaking of how Marvel's been trying to do things differently, um, even though it's all superhero stuff, like him like going small and then like getting back up to size and like taking somebody out it's it looks really really cool and that last 10 seconds with the toy train sold me yeah <laughs> yeah I, I like that scene because i mean that feels particularly um i don't know edgar wright-ish and and i don't know how much of this is left over of the movie he was making to what we have now but that feels very much like that and you're absolutely right. The combat stuff looked great. Um, I think, uh, you know, it, it's funny because things shouldn't surprise you anymore about what comp th th these movies choose to embrace and what they don't choose to embrace. But, you know, the fact that he's just, like, walking around with ants and, like, <laughs> talking with ants, I think, is very cool. Um, so I, I'm excited to see that stuff. I'm excited to see the, the big, small stuff and, and how, um, you know, stuff like that train sequence you know, play out into bigger, more kind of dramatic uh, instances. Um, you know, I think, I think there's a scene where he's inside a server farm and stuff like that. So that kind of stuff, I think it will be very cool. That kind of technology on a, on a, on a micro level. Um, I think you can definitely see the humor a lot more there. Um, you know, I, I still think they're holding, I think they're holding a lot of stuff back as far as the state of the world and and stuff like that only because i think it's going to have a lot of to do with the fallout from something like age of ultron um yeah. uh, and so i think that they're i think they're holding back a little bit on on showing you you know what wh what the state of politics are what the state of you know what um yellow jacket uh, cory stole the actor i don't remember the name of the actual character uh you know the guy who runs pim now uh, why he's getting to do what he's getting to do and what involvement, you know, contracts have to do with it and whatever. So I think there's going to be a bigger sense there. But um, what I really liked was I still think that Michael Douglas and Paul Rudd look great together. I think they seem to have a really good chemistry together. Uh, I think Paul Rudd's going to bring a good amount of humor to it, which would be expected because it's Paul Rudd. And um, we finally got to see a little of Evangeline Lilly as uh, Pope Van Dyne. Um, and I'm interested to see how far they take her character as far as... Because um, I would imagine that she is going to become the Wasp at some point. Um, maybe not in this movie, but in this universe. Uh, since Janet is uh, not part of it. And also, 
at this point would be as old as Michael Douglas in, in the kind of Marvel timeline of things. So I doubt she'll become the Wasp. Uh, I'm also interested what, because I know there's going to be flashbacks um, to when Pym was younger. Uh, so I'm interested to see what those turn out to be. But uh, I think it sells it way more and like makes it seem way more um, unique than the first trailer did. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, the, 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 that was one trailer that came out. Uh, we actually, very soon after we finished recording this, uh, Brian Verderosa and I, Talking Movies, recorded a uh, Patreon exclusive reaction to the Star Wars Force Awakens <laughs> thing. So that'll go up for Patreon <clears throat> members uh, soon. Uh, but Nikki, I, I want to give you the chance to at least say what you thought about the trailer. I was basically watching the whole thing like this. And it, I, I don't, I don't even know what to say. I'm a loss for words for Star Wars. I'm just really, really excited. <laughs> like, and you hear the music, and you, you, you see that that Star Destroyer, and then, ah, oh, I just, I don't have words. <laughs> and then Han Solo at the end. Yeah, this is about as descriptive as I'm going to get. <laughs> You're somehow one of the people who haven't, hasn't watched it yet, who actually watches a live comic book uh, morning show and has not yet to watch the Star Wars show. You should probably go and do that. Um, yeah, it was, it, it was great when it popped up, and it was interesting to see the almost universal uh, praise for it and the kind of just happiness at what it was and what was happening. Um, you don't get that very often, so it was, it, it was nice. It was I nice to see it. Most of all, it, it captures the spirit of the the original like at least the trailer it captures the spirit of the original trilogy where the i i think the prequels didn't really capture that same excitement at least for me um you're being very diplomatic and kind nikki to to to, <laughs> to those three movies <laughs> i grew up with those ones so like i have to have like a little bit of a little bit of kindness <laughs> And Nikki, it makes me feel incredibly old. Uh, you just said I grew up with the uh, prequel Star Wars trilogy. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's I, I, a little bit on the discussion with uh, Brian on, on the thing, but, uh, you know, I, I, I'm I don't want to make this about any discussion about it. I don't like any discussion being about being about shitting on other movies. You know, it's like, if you like this, you think this one looks cool, it's okay this one just looks cool. It doesn't have to look cool in comparison to something else you think doesn't look cool. Um, and I think that's kind of goes across the board. It's one of my issues a lot with uh, criticism in general is uh, you don't have to put something else down for something else to look good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that people should just be happy that this movie looks awesome <laughs> and, and, and move forward from that. Um, yeah, and you know, I didn't think we'd talk about this last <laughs> one because I didn't think I'd get a chance to look at it and I didn't really want to um, watch it uh, the way it was posted, but I was reading a story this morning, and it was there, and I was like, well, let me just see if I click this bootleg Batman versus Superman trailer, if it'll actually play. Um, <laughs> and it did. Uh, so I want to talk about it a little bit, um, because, I mean, it's news, and it's out there, and, you know, I, I think that people want to know about it and probably know what some people think about it. Um, so the first thing I'll say is the, I, I will not get into any discussion or critiques about what the movie looks like uh, as far as, like, quality of shots because it's on a shitty cell phone and so I have no idea what that actually is going to look like in HD. Uh, so cinematography wise, who knows? Um, 
But, uh, and look, people, anybody watching this show probably very much knows my public opinion on what uh, I think of Man of Steel. But, Nikki, uh, what did you take away from watching the, the teaser? Uh, it's going to be dark. <laughs> There's going to be lots of fighting between Batman and Superman, which with a title called Batman versus Superman, you'd expect um, more darkness. Um, a lot of people against Superman because they're afraid of him, which if you take into account like the times, it's understandable. Um, it's pretty much what I'd expect um, going into it post Man of Steel. And um, I know I've never really talked about my opinions of Man of Steel, but I share a lot of the opinions of the rest of the talk talking comics crew. So I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but all of it stems for a love for Superman um, and my interpretation of that character. So um, seeing all this, I, I think... I will watch the trailer again once it's released. Um, I don't know how much of my opinion will change, but I, I think at this point I will give the movie a chance, um, but with all expectations at the lowest point. <laughs> I mean, look, let's be honest. I'm a hypocrite. I don't. I, I didn't like Man of Steel, but I'm gonna see Batman vs Superman if not opening night, at least opening weekend. So that that let's get that out of the way right there. Um, I'm going to see the movie, uh, and I'm going to talk about the movie a bunch. Uh, you know, uh, I, I had some discussions with some people on Twitter last night, and again, some text message conversations today before I'd even watched it. You know, uh, it, it popped up, and, you know, there was a few people who seemed uh, excited about it, but there was an overwhelming negativity towards it, and it was a really funny situation because uh, having, not, having not seen it yet, uh, but also not liking Man of Steel... Even I, seeing just all the negative reaction, was like, okay, guys, like, settle down. Like, it's just, it's a leaked cell phone trailer. You know, um, in my opinion, is look, I didn't like Man of Steel. I was very disappointed. Uh, I felt like we were sold one bill of goods and then given another, and then given another product. Um, and so I had, I had a lot of anger with that. Going into the sequel to it, with the same exact director and the same, I mean, it's, David Goyer, I think, did the story, and then the, and then I, I I can't remember that guy's name who did the the script for Chris Terrio, I believe, who's scripting Justice League all by himself. I think uh, finished the script and co-writes on Batman Superman. I think, um, but it's basically the same team going into it and in the sequel. I had the assumption that it was going to look and feel just like the first movie because that's what happens, you know. Um, so. Uh, you know, I went into it being like, I have no expectations for this. Let me just watch it. And um, I took away a couple things. One, um, it feels to me in that trailer like Batman is a bad guy. That's that's like the sense I get. The voiceover from Alfred kind of being like, you know, turns powerless men cruel. And like this like look on his face, look on uh, Ben Affleck's face. You know, very much seems like Batman's going off the rails. And that's why he takes on Superman. That's what it seems like to me. Um, there's that line that's kind of gone the rounds that said, like, you know, uh, do you bleed uh, because I'm going to make you or whatever he says to him. 
you know, that's the kind of stuff where it's just like, I, it's just not what I'm looking for, you know, and, um, very diplomatic, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, just, it's just not what I'm looking for in a movie like that. I mean, look, I can totally understand um, a movie shaped around darkness when it comes to Batman. Um, I, I think we've gotten plenty of dark Batman, and I would like to see something not not light and funny, but like something that has a little bit more lift to it. But I completely can see you know, doing a Batman movie in the shadows, in darkness, you know, playing with shades of gray, much like, you know, uh, Daredevil is, what world of a Daredevil. Um, I will never understand, and, you know, I might be beating a dead horse at this point, I will never understand why you feel, like, why they feel the need to hamstring Superman into the same uh, milieu. I, I think it makes it less interesting um, to, to make yeah. Superman the same. <laughs> the mass would mass of people would think otherwise which is what frustrates me because mm. i've always been a champion for the golden boy characters because i think they always get the whole they're boring mm. um, spiel and um you know captain america proved it wrong in my opinion i went into watching captain america the first avenger thinking i wouldn't like it and he's still my favorite avenger in the mcu um so I think it can be done. It's just Superman in the shadow of Batman that's unfortunate. <laughs> because I've, yeah. like, I've read Batman and Superman and here, like reading the ones where you see their different ideologies, it's the most interesting dynamic. Um, and I think starting it off in the movies this way is a bad idea. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's and look and they, they, you know they talked about Dark Knight Returns being a very big inspiration. I mean and, and that's great. I love Dark Knight Returns. I don't know many people who don't like Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> but the point of Dark Knight Returns is that it occurs after like 30 years of them knowing each other. That's when that fight occurs. Um and look, I don't know how they're going to twist it. This is this is a I saw a poor a poor quality version of a like 70 second snippet of a movie that's coming out in a year so i do not know what, what how they're going to set that up but you know look i mean the natural extension of man of steel would be the people not trusting superman would be this controversy about who he was and and, and what he means to the world um but you know i there's not i i, I could be wrong about this because i only watched it once I don't think there's one shot in that entire trailer that's during the day. Um, I don't think there's any sunlight in the entire trailer. Uh, and if it know, was, it was probably cloudy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just like if I want to see a movie Batman Superman, like I, I don't. I, I want to see the differences between those. Like you said, the differences between those two characters. That's what makes their relationship interesting, right? They really are night and day. Exactly, I, I, and I want to see that. And look. That's what I want to see. Uh, I, I'm coming from a perspective of loving those characters in the comics, and I would like to see the movie version reflect that relationship in some, in some, at least in the in the spirit of them in there. Um, and I mean, what I learned very much so after Man of Steel was that there's kinds of people who just don't care about that, who want this version of Superman. They think he's more interesting, and that's totally fine and valid. But um, I, I think that. 
And I think that the other issue too is begin this issue where people. Uh, I, I think that d defenders of the movie or people who uh, sometimes go like, "Well, it can't just be exactly like the Marvel movies because that would just be copying." But there's 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 a different there's is, it isn't a binary situation. It's not like super fun and silly or you know completely dark and grim. So I feel like there's a middle ground that that, that could be found there. But again. If you're getting the same team that made Man of Steel and you're doing it again, this is what you're going to get. And it's just uh, people who are psyched for it are psyched for it, and that's great. But I can tell by watching that trailer that there, I'm going to have major issues with what is brought to the screen bet between the two of them. Um, and I am much more interested in, in, in some of the other movies that they're doing um, that are kind of outside the direct control of uh, Snyder and Goyer. Um, even though obviously their hands are going to be kind of all over all of it, but um, as we can see from the Wonder Woman change-up. <laughs> but I mean, Patty Jenkins—they they named a new director, right? Michelle McLaren yeah. got got booted, and uh, or they they left they uh they they parted ways because of creative differences. And you know, uh, I I I hesitate to go too crazy about that because that happens all the time. You know, yeah. talent changeover happens all the time in Hollywood, and. You know, the it, it doesn't mean that Michelle McLaren wanted to make the Wonder Woman movie that we all want, and she was told no. You know, that, that <laughs> I think that's what people the the position people jump towards because they people are very skeptical about what that movie is going to be, um, and the, and the treatment obviously of that character it, uh, is incredibly important to people. Uh, we don't know that's the case. Um, we heard some stuff about like she had like a talking tiger sidekick or something. There was some rumor about that. That's what Michelle McLaren part of the, the pitch was or something. I have no idea. All of it. I'm just thing. imagining like, can we just have one shot during the day? No. <laughs> mm. um, Patty Jenkins, who made a uh, monster uh, and was supposed to make Thor the dark world uh, is, is now set to direct wonder woman. Uh, it's very interesting. I mean, she, she gets kind of her second shot at, at doing this and, uh, uh, I hope it works out. You know, I mean, it, it sucks that Michelle McLaren isn't doing it. She is a very, very well-regarded uh, talent right now, and it, it, I think it brought a lot of cred to that movie. The fact that she was not only directing it but to helping develop it. Um, but you know, I don't know what Patty Jenkins is going to bring to it. I don't know what their vision of it is, um, and so we have to see. You know, uh, I think that. Suicide Squad looks very interesting um, from all I've read and heard about it. And, and following David Ayer um, on Twitter, he seems very passionate about the property and very passionate about the roots of the property. Um, you know, he tweeted one day, out, he had like, you know, uh, uh, you have to take chances, but it's always good to go back to the source material. And he had, he was holding like a, you know, John Ostrander, like original Suicide Squad comic in front of him. So, um, you know, that's an instance where things being a little bit gritty and grim is, is, is going to work out because it's a movie about villains. Yeah. Um, yeah. You get uh, what you expect. Exactly. Like, exactly. Uh, so, um, I think yeah. with all of this, like, we're skeptic, but above all, we really genuinely want these movies to work out. Um, it might not seem like we're... <laughs> it's... I think talking comics always gets flack for for doing this Marvel versus DC thing when it comes with movies, but we genuinely want these things to work out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
which is why, like, at least with the two of us, we're going to watch Batman versus Superman. Oh, everybody's going to watch it. Everyone, yeah. everyone at Comics is going to watch it. Right? <laughs> so at least their anger is justified. I don't know about justified. Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie will watch it because we'll review it. And she'll watch it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, too, is like, and I try to talk about all the time with stand-up and, and when we debate things, you know, it's all coming, whether you love Men of Steel and are defending it, or I'm giving my gripes about that movie and what's coming up, it comes from a place of love as well. It comes from a place of loving a version of those characters that I feel like isn't being served. Um, and uh, it's the same thing with the Fantastic Four movie that's coming out as well, right? Which, uh, which we've had many discussions about. So uh, I think that it all comes from a place of love. And uh, yeah, I look, I think DC, as far as TV goes, I mean, Marvel is catching up now. I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been fantastic, and obviously Daredevil was great. Um, Agent Carter was also great. But, you know, uh, I love Arrow. I love The Flash. Um, I'm very excited about Supergirl. Uh, you know, and so uh, I, I think DC has a lot of good stuff going for it, and I think that what I love about Flash and Arrow, and this is this is kind of what I'm talking about as far as these movies go, is that look, they they changed Ollie into kind of like a, a well, they, actually they did with Ollie what they did they've always done with Green Arrow in the comics, which is that he just kind of grows to fit whatever the people at the time want him to be. He's never <laughs> been a character that I mean, the Ollie that everyone loves and remembers is like the fight for the little guy, social justice warrior Ollie, but he wasn't always like that, you know, and. and He's changed a lot of the years, and this Ollie, they kind of shaped much in the way that Ollie first became into being as sort of like, we can't do Batman, so we're going to do <laughs> Green Arrow, and he's going to be sort of like Batman. It's very, very Nolan-esque Batman Begins type of thing. But it's very vigilante-driven, it's very serious, it's very, um, you know, dour. And then you have The Flash, which is, exists in the same universe, but is like exactly the opposite, right? Which is big and bright and funny and fun, still dramatic. Uh, but has much more of a smile on its face than Arrow does. And their team-ups work because they, you could see their differences and ideologies and like that night and day comparison. It works. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what and that, 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 the, 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 uh, the team-up they did, you know, right near the beginning of the season was great for that, right? Mm -hmm. It was a lot, it showed you like when Ollie was in Central City, you know, they played very much for laughs how stoic Ollie is, you know, and he would, Flash would do something and just like the stillness, you know, of Ollie and Stephen Amell's performance around kind of like this craziness that was going on with the Flash was great, you know, and it, and it really showed what was going on, but it also didn't undercut why Ollie was so serious, right? Because mm -hmm. when they go back to, you know, Star Starling City, you see that what works for the Flash in Central City doesn't really work in, in, in Starling City. Um, and both learn something from each other in, in those times. <clears throat> and I think that's great. You know, I, I think there's a big place for that. And, and it's a more interesting dynamic. Um, it's why, you know, the conversations between Cap and Iron Man are so interesting in the Avengers. Because they're coming from such different places. They both want the same thing. But they're coming from such different places. And I, I, want, I want that for these movies. I, I think that when you paint everything with the same brush it doesn't make things better. It makes things more, uh, it, it, it just, it just like gentrifies You're just going to get a you know? black canvas. Yeah. You can't see anything. Exactly. 
Um, you know, and look, I think that DC is under, I, I've always said this, but I think that DC is under a disadvantage from Marvel, which is that all of their characters were created by different people, sometimes from different companies in different eras, and they all had to be smushed together into one universe. You know, there's no way, there's no thematic resemblance between like Shazam and Green Arrow or Shazam and Batman or, you know, all these other characters, you know, even Batman and Superman are created by different people, not with the same, with no, with no plans for a shared universe, with no, whatever, you know? Um, so they have to kind of do some gymnastics to get their characters to fit into the same universe. But uh, I think at times they, they, they go, they go too far uh, uh, with it. But again, like we said, Nikki, that's just our thoughts and our opinions on, on the trailer and, and on that world. And look, I, I keep an open mind and I, I want to see uh, what, what it turns out to be. Uh, but, you know, I, I think, I, I think in contrast, it's a very bad comparison for them. And it's probably a good thing they moved to going against what's going to be coming out in two weeks with the Avengers age of Ultron, which I think is going to have seriousness in it, but is going to still keep things, um, with some amount of fun to them. Um, and I think that's really the main thing for me is that there's no joy in Man of Steel at all. You know, and if that's not what you're looking for, then that, that's, that's fine. But for me, in a Superman movie, I want to see something that has some, some joy to it. And th that's what's missing for me, mostly in, in, in that stuff. But yeah, I mean, I didn't think we'd talk about it. We talked about it for like 20 minutes. <laughs> And we were worried. Uh, we were worried, yeah. We were definitely worried. Uh, I haven't read too much this week. We're kind of gonna, I gotta get out of here in a, in a couple minutes, but uh, uh, I haven't got to read too much this week. I read uh, Convergence and, and the Green Arrow tie-in, and I read uh, Bloodshot Reborn. Um, Bloodshot Reborn might end up being my book of the week uh, for for the for the show. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to talking in depth about that. Um, and I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't crazy about Convergence number two. Uh, it yeah. was better for me. Like I, I thought it was better. It, mm. There was a, a more of an emotional hook to it that I didn't feel in the last two. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm hoping it ends better than it started. Yeah, I mean, I I really like the Earth Two characters, so I'm happy that they're kind of the main focus uh, of what's happening. I felt there was a couple scenes that just they didn't. I just like they didn't play out uh, to their fullest potential. Um, I think the whole thomas bruce thing just it didn't play out it, it, it had to be so much emotion there and didn't really go for it the way i think they were trying to go for it but you know i'll keep reading it and i'll keep seeing what's up um you know there, there also is a couple things we didn't talk about uh this week which is that we're not going to spoil the end of batman endgame like the internet decided to do or D dc decided to do this week um <laughs> I'm staying away from it. Yeah, I, I haven't read it either. But there was a the headline for what the story it was a spoiler in itself. Like I don't understand how you. It, it just bothers me. This, this, can I just finish reading the story that I've been reading for six months and find out the end there and not on a <laughs> random click on the internet? And the other thing too is I, I I mean I didn't read the story either, so I don't know how much it divulges. But uh, Thor number seven, which just came out, I read that. Hints very greatly at who Thor is. But I think it's still a. I think it's still. I'm thinking it's a red herring. It is a red. I I, I oh I can almost guarantee it's a red herring. 
they're revealing it next issue. I think it's revealed in the previews that they, they posted online. So I haven't checked that out yet either. So uh, we'll have to see what goes on with that stuff. I'm excited for the end of both of those things. Uh, the end, but the, the reveals on both of those things. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. But uh, I think that's going to do it for uh, Comics and Coffee for this week. If you guys want to get in touch with us, it's at Talking Comics on Twitter. I am at Bobby Shortle. Nikki? I am at I am Asian Batgirl. Um, and uh, yeah, so tune in, guys. Special edition feed on, on, on the website. Um, you can get this as a podcast if you want to listen to it that way. Um, and check out Backup Stories also on the special edition feed. Um, and yeah, that's going to do it for Comics and Coffee. Thank you for starting out your day the nerdy way with us. And we will see you next week. Because it's Comics and Coffee. Comics and Coffee. Starting your day out the nerdy way. Comics and Coffee. Comics and Coffee. Starting your day out the nerdy way.